Good morning, Red Zotha family. It's me again. Back with another episode. And, uh, you know, last week we touched on a bit of the darkness that we all face. The, uh, what feel like attacks, usually on a daily basis, right? Every day is a new life. Every day we wake up is a new battle. So... You know, some days you might have a, a spree of them in a row where you just feel embattled, you feel destroyed. But then there are days where you don't feel that at all. And uh, I guess what we were all trying to figure out in this life is how to minimize the damage of the attacks. Because when you're doing good in the world, you have enemies, right? The spiritual battle between the good and the evil is ancient and we're just here for a little sliver of time for it to witness it ourselves and thank god we're here in the time that we're in because it's truly biblical what we're living through and uh if you're if you're not a bible reading christian what i mean by biblical is we're watching historic global events right if you viewed the world through the lens of good versus evil and you see the extent of all the developments lately, from the lockdowns to the, to the quarantine camps in Australia to what seems like it's going to be a civil war in Australia and all these countries. These things are really uh, important to pay attention to. And with the world being the way it is and us having to make a living and working and providing for our families which I think is a slave system, okay? We're taking part in a slave system and a distraction system to get our eyes off of the Most High God. Uh, because of that, we don't really look too deeply into the, the happenings around us. So over the last week, I've just had it placed on my heart to go back to reading the Bible daily, okay? Uh, I'll be the first to admit I've never read the Bible from, you know, front to back. So that's not an excuse. The Bible's here. I have it. Why aren't I, why aren't I reading it every day? Uh, because in my, my experience, what it's done for me is it's, it's helped me in the daily battles between good and evil. If you were a bad person, let's say you're an evil person, do you think the good side is going to be as violent and as vile against you, the devil is not going to attack his own children. He's going to go after God's children. So whether you are a Jesus-believing Christian or just a good person, you are usually under attack. You know, you're going through financial problems. You're going through this. You're going through that. That's because your heart is pure. And uh, what I hope Red Zathad is doing is providing you with spiritual weapons, right? Words and these ideas are simply to resonate with those that, that hear it. If you got the ears to hear, you will hear what I'm saying and you will relate. And especially now, there are more and more people that are waking up to this supernatural reality that we have been told is fiction, that we have been told is conspiracy, uh, when you, when you snap out of it, like Neo in the matrix, there's no going back. 
So you could either listen to the, the guys that tell you, it's, you know, it's all crazy talk, or you can go into the rabbit hole like Alice. And uh, what I wanted to do today, which is just an extension of my last few days, is to uh, pray, not pray, but to read along and hope you guys join me. You know, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to go into Psalms today. And if you don't have your Bibles, just, you know, listen to the words, marinate on them. Uh, the Psalms, I feel like, are the, the most digestible. Maybe the Psalms and the Proverbs are the most digestible for, for 21st century men. Um, they've definitely struck a chord with me this week because I really just flipped the, the Bible and let it land where it wanted to, and it landed on Psalms 36. So we're going to go through as, as many as we can and kind of maybe uh, discuss what I think they mean and how I think they apply today. Um, and I hope you enjoy it, right? This is Red Zata. Let's get to it. Sunday service cover of the Kanye West song St. Pablo featuring Peter Collins. I thought it would be a nice way to start the episode. So here we go. Heavenly Father, thank you for breathing life through us, Lord, with the Holy Spirit. Without you, we are dead. We have nothing going for us, Lord, but without your raising us up every single morning with a breath of life. A, a heart that beats on its own accord until the time comes when you tell it to stop. Thank you for all of our blessings, Lord. Thank you, Father, for carrying us during these difficult times, for watching over our homes and our families, our loved ones. We've grown, Lord, to, to believe that we can control everything in our surroundings, and that lie, that deceitful lie, is what is destroying the the inner peace of millions of your children right now, the false teachings that are deceiving all of your kids right now, Lord. I pray those shackles are broken off of them ASAP. And in the name of Jesus, I pray you bless this episode and every episode we do that you want us to do. I hope it's accepting or accepting to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray all of this. Amen. So, like we said, Psalm 36. If you got your Bibles, open them up. If you don't, it's all good. Just uh, 
you know, meditate with me. Here we go. An oracle within my heart concerning the transgression of the wicked. There is no fear of God before his eyes. For he flatters himself in his own eyes when he finds out his iniquity and when he hates. The words of his mouth are wickedness and deceit. He has seized to be wise and to do good. He devises wickedness on his bed. He sets himself in a way that is not good. He does not abhor evil. Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the great mountains. Your judgments are a great deep, O Lord. You preserve man and beast. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. O continue your loving kindness to those who know you, and your righteousness to the upright in heart. Let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the wicked drive me away. There the workers of iniquity have fallen. They have been cast down and are not able to rise. Okay. This is kind of... Uh, when it mentions the oracle in the heart, you know how all of us have that little... I, we'll call it a gauge... When we, everybody taught us growing up, know the difference between right and wrong, you know, and usually that, that instinctual reaction that you have to events happening in your life, your personal experience, it feels almost like you have an oracle within your heart, right? And we live in a world and a time when a lot of people's oracles are, are, are purposefully dumbed down, you know, they're being told, numb it out, go drink, go party. Go watch football. Go smoke some weed. Do everything you can instead of listening to that little oracle and growing that oracle in you. You know, when you grow that oracle, you start hating evil. You know, I know the Bible says not to hate, but it also says to hate evil. Because if we don't hate evil, we allow it in. We allow it into our surroundings with our friends. <clears throat> Excuse me. We allow it into our family. We, we create relationships. If you're a man, you get a woman who's evil. And then what does that mean for your kids? The bickering and the fighting and, and vice versa. If you're a woman and you find an evil man, what is that doing to your mental health, to your soul, to your kids? It's this, it's this uh, allowance that we've been taught to kind of just let happen. Be open-minded. Be progressive. If you're conservative and you focus on biblical values, you're, you're a nutcase. And now in America, they're trying to call us the Taliban of America. <laughs> you know, this is the world we live in. It's a world of evil. The devil is a lie, but he's out there. He's out there. He's not uh, like, the, you know, the, the atheists like to tell you there is no good or evil. It's just mankind. You know, we're, we're a bunch of monkeys. Grow that oracle, right? When you grow it and your heart becomes righteous, you start drinking from the, the fountain of life. You know, when people say, I'm high off life? Yeah, you start noticing that every single breath coming in and out of you is a blessing. 
when you're sitting outside and you're looking up at this beautiful sky, the beautiful sun, the, the clouds just kind of floating by, you begin to appreciate those moments because you, you, we're not promised the next second. I know it's easy to think that, you know, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to do this next week. Well, what if it doesn't come? Those are my thoughts on Psalm 36. Let's go to Psalm 37. <clears throat> Especially now, this is important. It's talking about the evildoers and how we should react to those evildoers or not react. Let's see. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of their works of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plots against the just, and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword, and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, to slay those who are of upright conduct. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many, many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord uphold the, upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall vanish. Into smoke they shall vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous shows mercy and gives. For those blessed by him shall inherit the earth, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though the fall, though he fall, excuse me, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful, and lends and his descendants are blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, by the, but the descendants of the wicked 
shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree. Yet he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man and observe the upright, for the future of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Ooh, that was a long one. Filled with, filled with gold. We fret a lot. Fret is basically being anxious, right? Every single thing worries us. Every outcome of, a, of or a result of a decision we've made or something that's out of our control even. We just worry. We like to worry. And uh, I feel like this... This little scripture we just read, Psalms 37, it lays it out in pretty clear and maybe very simple ways on how to remove that, that anxiety. And all it comes down to is trusting in the Lord. We've been destroyed by men left and right. We've been vandalized by people you trust, people you love, because we're all human and we've all fallen. Because of our ancestors, our great ancestors, Adam and Eve, right? Babylon and, and the, uh, the fallen angels when they did what they did with those women. We've had a few examples of how stupid mankind can be in the past, and we're paying the price for it. But in this Psalms, it tells you the way, like the Mandalorian. This is the way. It's a very simple thing. It's letting go of yourself. Letting go of... Me, me, me. I need this in my life. I need that in my life. No, just give it up to God. Give it up to God. You'll have signs popping up in your life. If you lose everything you own, it doesn't matter. You could be on the street. You'll get a sign. An opportunity will come knocking. And all, all God asks of you is to show up. Step out. Do what you know you have to do with your own power. But the opportunities... The blessings are not in your control. They come from above when they are meant for you. And if something is, is being kept away from you that you've been waiting on for so long, it just means that it's not the right time. We cannot understand God's timing because we live in this time-space continuum like a snow globe down here. He's above all that, right? He's seeing what hasn't happened and what will happen and what can't happen, like He's got it all under control. Your whole life is in his hands from start to finish. So if you're stationary right now and you're wondering, like, what am I going to do? I see the world is going through hell. 
What can I do to step up? Meditate, pray, trust in the Lord. Literally give up your ego. Kill the ego. And trust in God. Because like with me, I never... I closed down my business in June, right? And after I did that, I had not an idea of what was going to come after. I wasn't planning ahead. I just said, I'm done trying to control my life and everything in it. I'm done. I'm just going to truly trust the Lord for my money, for my food, my water, my home, the clothes on my back, my family, for the people I love. That's it. That's it. And when I did that, it took a while. You know, it took a while for me to get acclimated to that. Maybe two months. But when I fully let go, opportunities just started coming knocking. And that, that little oracle in my heart that I was cultivating for two months after closing the business, it knew what it wanted and what it didn't want, more importantly. You could get offered a million dollars, but when that oracle smells something off about it, you easily say no with no frets, <laughs> without fretting. Wow. The evil ones will be taken care of. Trust. Your God created Lucifer before he fell. Like, you know, he's the devil's dad too. Do you think Lucifer's got some power over him? Come on. Lucifer can create. He can only imitate. God is the creator of everything. And that's why Lucifer does his, plays his games down here on earth with God's creation. Let him. You are untouchable. I'm telling you, you might be struck down with, with sickness and illness and death and all the destruction that the world can bring. But if you trust in the Lord and know that all your loved ones who are of good hearts will be in heaven with you eternally. All that we're living in this one life that everybody tries to say is your only life, BS. This is just the gym for the soul that we're living through. Without pain, there is no gain. Okay? <clears throat> On to Psalm 38. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your wrath, nor, ch nor chasten me in your hot displeasure. For your arrows pierce me deeply, and your hand presses me down. There is no soundness in my flesh because of your anger, nor any health in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have gone over my head like a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. My wounds are foul and festering because of my foolishness. I am troubled, I am bowed down greatly, I go mourning all the day long. For my loins are full of inflammation, and there is no soundness in my flesh. I am feeble and severely broken. I groan because of the turmoil of my heart. Lord, all my desire is before you, and my, my sighing is not hidden from you. My heart pants. My strength fails me. As for the light of my eyes, it also has gone from me. My loved ones and my friends stand aloof from my plague, and my relatives stand far off. Those also who seek my life lay snares for me. Those who seek my hurt speak of destruction and plan deception all the day long. But I, like a deaf man, do not hear, and I am like a mute who does not open his mouth. Thus, I am like a man who does not hear and in whose mouth is no response. 
For in you, O Lord, I hope you will hear, O Lord my God. For I said, Hear me, lest they rejoice over me, lest when my foot slips they exalt themselves against me. For I am ready to fall, and my sorrow is continually before me. For I will declare my iniquity, I will be in anguish over my sin. But my enemies are vigorous, and they are strong, and those who hate me wrongfully have multiplied. Those also who render evil for good, they are my adversaries, because I follow what is good. Do not forsake me, O Lord, O my God. Be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. Hallelujah. Now, this is perfect, this one. This one touches on the afflictions that we put on ourselves, given the sinful nature of our life and the things we choose to ignore. You know, it's easy for us to blame everything on Lucifer, right? But what about the Holy Spirit's judgment on you when you're doing wrong? Even if, if you might tell yourself like, no, God will accept this, God will forgive this, or God doesn't exist, right? Eventually, all those burdens and iniquities that you cause onto yourself, on, onto others, because you're not following the way, right? You're giving in to the world and what, what it wants you to give in to. Eventually, it starts drowning you. It starts sitting on the back of your, you know, on your back, making you weak, without wonder, without joy, that inner child being destroyed as you live? Is that why we're here? To destroy our innocence the way the world wants it to? Sin. Sin is a big topic. You see what they're doing. You see how the media and, and you know culture wants things to go. It's anti-Christ, literally. The sexualization of kids, the things they're forcing them to watch, Technically, that's been going on since the creation of the television, the brainwashing and the propaganda and the sin being broadcast through TV and movies and music. That's been going on. That's how, that's how they get you. You're bobbing your head to a song. It's cool. And the messaging is, uh, you're such a effing, huh? I love it. <laughs> I'm so glad for Kanye's salvation. I pray he stays on it. I'm praying on it. You know, I'm praying on that. But... What are we bobbing our heads to? We forget the kids are listening to that. You know, middle schoolers, high schoolers. And we're like, but yeah, we were kind of like that too back in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, you know. So kids will be kids. It's like, no, fam. It's the reason why the world looks the way it does. Nobody wants to take responsibility for their own issues, their own iniquities. That's the whole reason we believe in Jesus. He died for our, our sins if we simply believed in him. Right? It's a it's the best offer humanity has ever had for salvation. It's the only offer. The son of God manifesting himself on earth because he was sick of how his children were being misled constantly just over and over and over by false idols, by corrupt leaders, earthly leaders corrupt priests, you know? He died for our sins. His blood removes all of our sins. But the, the, the thing we have to do is give it up. Like we said in the psalm before, when we were describing killing your ego, that's kind of the, the more, you know, 21st century way of describing giving your sins up to God. 
praying a sinner's prayer and letting God work on your heart, believing in Jesus. It's a journey, trust me, but all it takes is that first step. The sinner's prayer is a very easy way to start. You can Google that and you'll find it. But you'll notice, you know, from Judaism to Islam to Buddhism and all these other different New Age kind of philosophies, they all claim that they originated before the Bible, right? But I got a problem with that because the Bible, you know, the canonical official Bibles that we all read worldwide and all of the um, extra biblical content, like the Book of Enoch, like the Dead Sea Scrolls, like, uh, you know, the, the Greek mythologies and the Babylonian mythologies, all of those are discussing the creation from the creation that God created this earth and heaven onwards. Onwards. Before God created this earth, he had created the heavens. And just as populated as the earth is today, that's how populated the heavens are. We think heaven is just some sort of like quiet little town, boring, you know, a walk through the park kind of thing. No, it's hustling and bustling with different creatures and different entities and, and everyone's got a role to do in heaven. And it's, it's just the difference is there's no sin. There's no evil up there. It's all pure love and joy. But there were a few that decided to come down here, right? They were struck down. Why were they struck down? Because they were rebelling. They thought, well, first, they were jealous of mankind when we were created. For some reason, Lucifer was jealous of us. That kind of leads me to think, like, maybe we got some sort of powers that they don't want us to know about. Because if, if a spiritual entity, a heavenly entity, is jealous of me, and I'm going over here stressing about my bills, I'm stressing about my girlfriend, I'm stressing about this and that. What are we, you know, what are we missing here? <laughs> so the guy gets struck down with a few of his uh, buddies. And these principalities were given dominion over parts of the earth from the beginning of time. Okay? From Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve came before Buddhism, came before uh, Zoroastrianism, whatever, whatever kind of ism you want to find in the world, Stoism, like all these, these very intellectual men and women. You're so intellectual, fam. Okay? Since then, these principalities have been pushing and pulling and creating war and devising how to confuse men and how to confuse women. And look at the, the, the beautiful or the not-so-beautiful result of all of this in today's age is the confusion of transgenderism that the media and the left want to prop up as some sort of like heroic thing it's mental retardation that's what that is all right and all caused by these entities that are down here simply to create dysfunction and disruption in a place that should be like heaven once the devil is destroyed once and for all your kingdom will be on earth as it is in heaven literally as it is in heaven and these principalities have created religions these principalities have confused the uh the jews during the time of jesus to not accept him and to crucify him which is why we still have judaism today if uh, if they had all accepted jesus their messiah who was prophesied by their prophets before his arrival by hundreds of years right we wouldn't have judaism today you'd have christians 
and maybe you'd have a few uh, pagans who became Muslims, right? That was the only reason for Islam to start in the, in the first place. Why did it start in the middle of the desert? All those civilizations were pagans, tribal pagans, with their rituals, their human sacrifice, their idols. And the reason Muhammad was so violent was that was the only way to get those pagans to, you know, remove their idols and to, to follow his idol, who is not God. I'll repeat that until I'm, I'm blue in the face. Allah is not God, not the most high God who sent his son. He took things from the Bible, from the Old Testament, the New Testament, from different cultures around the Middle East, and created this Quran book, right, where Jesus is a prophet and Moses is a prophet, but, uh, and made, and made holy this, these families. Like, dude, you can't force anything on a people who were created by God with a brain that works, with a heart that senses right from wrong. You can't force it on people, right? And it succeeded for however many years we've seen it. But we also know in the Bible that there will be the enemies of God in the end times that rise up with the Antichrist. And who do you think is going to accept the Antichrist? Which, which big group of humanity do you think will do that? That goes without saying. So... Repent means a lot. Repenting means a lot. It means trusting in Jesus. Trusting in God, the Holy Spirit, that fills us every day. And slowly but surely, you'll learn how to move in the Spirit. Instead of moving on your own accord and then like sitting down at the end of the day and saying, God, was that good enough? It's like, no, in the moment you're there with God, you're walking with Him. Everything you do, grocery shopping, taking kids to school, whatever it is, you are walking in the presence of God. You are protected. Okay. Psalm 39. <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying this. I'm, I'm actually enjoying this much more than my usual rants. <clears throat> Just feels, it brings a peace over me, you know? I said, I will guard my ways, lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with, with a muzzle, while the wicked are before me. I was mute with silence. I held my peace even from good, and my sorrow was stirred up. My heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. Lord, make me know, make me to know my end. And what is the measure of my days, that I may know how frail I am? Indeed, you have made my days as hand breaths, and my age is as nothing before you. Certainly every man at his best is but vapor. Selah, which means pause. Surely every man walks about like a shadow. Surely they busy themselves in vain. He heaps up riches and does not know who will gather them. And now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the reproach of the foolish. I was mute. I did not, I did not open my mouth because it was you who did it. Remove your plague from me. I am consumed by the blow of your hand. 
when, he, when with rebukes you correct man for iniquity, you make his beauty melt away like a moth. Surely every man is vapor. Selah. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Do not be silent in my tears, for I am a stranger with you, a sojourner, as all my fathers were. Remove your gaze from me, that I may regain strength before I go away and am no more. Hmm. More of the rebuking that God does in our life when we fall short, that it's not all the devil's work attacking us. Yeah. It's, it's important. The reason you feel guilty a lot of times is that's the Holy Spirit reminding you of all the bad things you've done. I'm telling you, that anxiety, that depression, forgiving others for what they did to you is a first step, right? Removing all the blame off of others. My parents did this. My friends did this. My siblings did that. It's like that clouds your judgment. You think everything done wrong to you was their fault. Forgive them. Forgive them. There's nothing easier than that. They could have chopped off your hand. They could have murdered your son, your daughter. Forgive them. And when, you, when you've done that, the next step is working on forgiving yourself. And the only way you can forgive yourself is by saying, God, please forgive me for my sins. I did not know any better. And the beauty of this message is that it ne you, you have until your last breath to repent truly, to truly repent and find your way. There, God is not a dictator like a lot of these, you know, certain orthodox uh, religions like to make him out to be. Read the Bible. You'll see, especially in the New Testament, when Jesus came, died, and resurrected, the covenant changed. God's heart became softer towards us. He was vengeful in the Old Testament because his people kept falling short on purpose they were so weak it's like god promised them something literally he, should, he would like you know the moses commandments were dropped down with a hand of fire on those tablets right they saw these things they saw miraculous things that we can't even imagine and even still give them a few weeks and they forgot all about it now they're back to but what about my riches and what about my land and what about this government that's trying to tax me you know all of that and then they fall back into i'm gonna do this crime i'm gonna um treat this person this way because i'm mad it's it's the cycle that ended during jesus's time on earth and since then we've had a message of salvation that is beautiful for anybody that would accept him right now the whole world has heard about the gospel and there are Plenty of people who have chosen to ignore it and go about their merry way. And that's their choice. It's not on us to judge. But when it comes to your own freedom from the burdens and the sins and the mistakes that you've committed in the past, the only way is to throw it up to God. You say, God, please forgive me. I can't, I can try to forgive myself, but that's always failed. Please forgive me. And shine your light onto my life. I will do my best to walk in the, in, the, in the right way. And pray that when I do, you will bless me even further with more 
blessings that I can't even imagine, right? It's like having a, a dad who has all your money, has all, you know, you're living under his roof, you're going to school and he's got all these rules on you. You feel like you're being suffocated and you start rebelling. But until you fully give up and say, all right, dad, this is your house. These are your things. You're taking care of me and I never understood why you would rebuke me when I did something wrong. I just felt like I'm, I'm trying to be free. The world wants me to be free. And the world wants me to drink underage and it wants me to, to party and have sex and all these other things, right? So until you fully come to grips with that and not allow temptation to pull you away from that, I don't know if you'll, you'll find that peace that you're looking for. So give it up. Give it up. There are fights out there to be had, but those fights are righteous fights. They're the fights that are so black and white, you understand why you're fighting. There's no, there's no fog over it. Hallelujah. So, we stopped at Psalm 39. And I think these scriptures will do for today. Usually I do an hour at least of the podcast, but... We've got enough things going on in our life, you know? What really matters is uh, focusing on God and having time to do that. So I hope and I pray that whoever's listening will find the time in their busy life to get right with God. All right? It's not, it's not about me. It's not about anything. It's just about your peace of mind, your, your uh, strength. Because what's coming is not going to be easier than what has been. We know how this thing goes. We know at the end God wins, but there's going to come a period of time where it's going to feel like hell on earth. If we thought what we've seen thus far is bad, it's only the beginning. What happens when the electricity goes out? The internet goes out. Food supply is gone. Water is, is gone. And by the way, all of this is manipulated by the children of the devil. This isn't natural. When they try to tell you it's climate change, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. They've had technologies that they haven't told us about for decades, if not centuries. All right? And this is all a big game with their partner, Lucifer. They think they're going to be rewarded. Unfortunately for them, Lucifer is a flake. <laughs> he's a flake. He'll just use you up, take all your energy, and by when he's done with you, he'll throw you away. And now his, your soul is his. You'll burn in, in eternal f flames. So how do you find your peace during this time? What I'm saying is the only way. Read the Bible, even if you do it just like in short spurts like I just did. It's not about being pleasing to God only. It's simply about finding the right way instead of all the false teachings out there telling you, do this, do yoga, do all this pagan stuff to find your peace. No, no, no. There's a book. It was written a long time ago, Old and New Testament. I read both, right? Finding peace the right way. We are all righteous people. And we do not want to be misled. So, pray and be on your way. God bless each and every one of you. I really hope uh, it blessed you today, this episode. And just keep your head up. We got God. We got God on our side. 
If God is with you, who can be against you? So look up and thank God for every breath you take. This is Red Zatar, and thank you for tuning in again.